Hello and welcome to a special episode of Our Generation on Air. My name is Alex Bullimore and I am joined by three of our podcast regulars, Ben Summer, Dan Lambert and Micah Chudley. But I'm going to skip straight over them and instead we're going to say hello to this week's special guest, uh, QPR's right back, Ethan Laird. Ethan, uh, thanks for giving up your time to answer our questions. How are you doing? I'm all good, thank you, all good. Good, good. So we'll uh, get straight into it. Um, Obviously right now it's... uh, the international break. So can you just give us an idea of what the team's been doing sort of in training? Are you getting a bit more rest perhaps, or is it, are you working on some sort of specific tactics coming up for, up, for upcoming games? Yeah, both. Um, uh, the gaffer believes in rest, which is important because obviously it's not just for, for us like physically, it's for us mentally as well. Um, so he gave us a few days off, but then it's straight back into the work um, from the start of the week last week. And then, start of the week this week now um you know we're just trying to work on our game as much as possible you know little little things to just up our game because obviously ultimately we want to get to the premier league and um we're going to do as much as we can to get there hi uh, ethan that's really interesting to hear and sort of talking about bill's style as a coach a little bit i'm kind of interested in knowing a bit more about that really like what's he like as a coach has he got a sort of philosophy and maybe are there any differences from previous coaches that you've played under yeah, um, he's top. I, I can't fault him one bit because he he understands the player. Um, he understands uh, that everyone's different, and it's his job almost to mold that team so everyone can work to the best of their ability, even though everyone's different. And I'm a and I'm a big person on that because I I also believe that everyone's different. Everyone has their qualities. Everyone has their weaknesses. But together, you know, you can do anything. You know what I mean? And he's big on that as well. So he likes to, you know, work work with ind- individuals first. Then he'll get into units. Then he'll get into his team. Um, but doing that, you know, you, you you find a lot of chemistry even between like we call it teams within teams. For example, your your right back and your right winger, um, your centre back and your midfielder, stuff like that. Hi Ethan, um, how have you found um, adapting to the system so far under under the manager? It's been very easy. I'm not going to lie. Um, the, the gaffer, one of his main things was just play with freedom, play the way you play. And that's why I remember he just put a day of training and he put me straight in the team because he knew what he wanted from it and all I had to do was play. Um, obviously, as the games have gone on, my, my role hasn't changed, but I've had um, a lot more stuff to do. Um, for, for example, the opposition might be um, playing with wing backs, etc. Um, it's just adapting to that. Um, but it's been pretty easy to fit in. Um, the lads, obviously, they, the way they play ha- helps me as well. Obviously, I like to be up and down, so it helps me quite a bit. Uh, but yeah. And obviously, within that system, the fullback role can be quite demanding, obviously, athletically as well. Um, are there any instructions that Mick kind of gives you and uh, going forward or defensively? And does that kind of change with Kenneth on the other side? Um, instructions, not really, because like I said, he, he loves the like the fact that his fullbacks have freedom because he I think he believes anyways that it's a really important role. Um, because not only on the ball but off the ball, because we might make a decoy run that allows our magical tens to get in on the ball and you know score wonder goals. Um, so now nah, I mean, obviously, he's very wary of how much we do, but you know. We're very enthusiastic fullbacks, uh, both sides. So we love just doing it as much as we can. But obviously, as the game goes on, if we are on a, like a 2 0 lead, 3 0 lead, he'll tell us to calm down because we've got another game of the week. So. 
Yeah, hi, Ethan. Um, I'm, I'm, do you know what? I'm glad you said it was easy for you to adapt to the system because you've made it look very easy. I won't lie to you, bro. You've made it look very, very easy so far. Um, but I just thought I'd switch to focus a little bit. Um, you know, we at QPR, we've just moved into this new training ground at Heston. Obviously, it's not finished yet, but the pitches are all, pitches are all done and players can go out and play. Just you personally, obviously, we won't mention your parent club, but you've played at like, you've trained at some of the best facilities like in world football. Um, what do you think of the facilities of Heston so far? Like, you know, it's good. Are you enjoying it? I feel like wherever I've been, um, and I think the type of character I am, it's, it's about the change room, the people in that change room. So I could be in a, in a den. And, you know, just if I'm with the right people, the people who are going to motivate me every day to come in, you know, that's, that's all I need. Facility-wise, obviously, we all know it's a work in progress. We're getting there. And obviously, it's kind of um, inspiring because as we um, walk out to the pitches, obviously, the pitches are beautiful. But as we walk out, we can see the facility being made. And you just look at it and think, that's going to be proper once it's done. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like, like I said, I, I'm more about just the change room, the change room vibes, how you are, the, the team, you know what I mean? Because uh, I feel that that makes a, tra a change, change room, so. Um, you've already mentioned that you're sort of, the priority is getting promoted to the Premier League and, you know, you come into the international break uh, in sixth place. So do you feel there's a lot more to come from the squad this season? Yeah, we've only just started, honestly. Um, some of the lads are still coming back from injury. I think the gaffers said that many times. Um, once this squad is complete, I mean, we the, I've noticed already um, that the only thing really that stops us is ourselves. And it's and it's no disrespect to the other teams, of course, but it's just the way we play, the characters we have in our positions. I mean, we have a lot to give. So sometimes, because we have a lot to give, sometimes we can be a bit, um, what's the word? I'll just say we can be a bit overconfident, I think, and we end up getting ourselves in some situations where we shouldn't be in. Um, that's what I honestly believe. And but the, the thing is that that's like the least problematic problem you can have. So I feel like once we just get ourselves together, um, the gap is going to keep doing what he, what he does, keep drilling us. I mean, I, I don't see a team stopping the set on myself, so. And kind of switching up the focus again to how you ended up coming to QPR, um, McBeal said on another podcast that the club didn't necessarily think they'd be able to get you until fairly late in the day. I always wondered from a player perspective what that's like. Like, How does the call come in and sort of what's the process of finding out that you're coming to QPR and, and, and that all kind of coming about, especially at a point where, yeah, we didn't necessarily know if we'd be able to land a player of your quality from a Premier League club? Yeah, um, it's... It's... It's a long process um, because as the player, you just want to be given the best chance to sh show your ability. Um, and sometimes things just may not go for you and sometimes things will go for you. And it's just a bit where you just need to keep mentally stable uh, because you just don't know what's going to happen. And it's, it's, it is a frustrating time because obviously I, as a football player, all you want to do is play football. It's, it's your life, you know what I mean? And when you're not too sure where it's going to be or if you're going to be able to do that, it, it can be quite tasking. Um, but Mick came through, so <laughs> buzzing with that.
Um, you touched on a bit earlier about the debut against Blackpool. Obviously, you got thrown in quite quickly, and to be fair, it looked quite a seamless fit um, within the side early doors. Um, even in general, like the relationships with players, the types of runs you make, the combination play. Do you feel as if your attacking um, flexibility is a big strength of yours? Of course. Um, uh, everywhere I've been, every, I think everyone kind of knows me for my attacking ability, just I, my runs. Um, I think that's a big part of my, of my attacking game because I'm not afraid to make that 50-yard run just to get an assist kind of thing um, or just draw a man out of the way so someone else can score. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like that's one of my one of my biggest strengths. But I feel like as a right back, the, the first thing you do is defend. And I'm glad that I've been able to like, have the chance to have my 1v1 duels, you know, winning headers against people twice the size of me. You know, it's, I get thrills off that as well because, like, everyone knows me from my attacking. And sometimes you can be labelled as, oh, you can only attack. Um, and that's, that's very big in this, like, football world. If you're a very good attacker, in, in a fullback position, they kind of forget that you were a defender first. Um, and I've been I've been able to prove that and because I'm getting a lot more 1v1 battles or like I'm up against people who I shouldn't be winning headers against, just just showing what I'm, what I'm about. Um, but yeah, uh, attacking is my strength, but I'd also say defending is now. Nah, it's, it's interesting you say that. I was, I was just thinking back to, uh, the, is it the whole game? Were you, yeah. were you scored? I was thinking back to the whole game. You drifting in off the right, finishing it with your left foot like a striker. <laughs> yeah, it was uh we it's been a while since we've seen a right back at QPR do that. Um, but you know, with that in mind, I was just wondering, um, following on what you just said, just in terms of areas of your own game that you're looking to improve, is there anything that you're personally hoping to kind of improve as the season goes on? Yeah, uh, I'm far from the perfect player, so far away. And I'm, I'm striving for that because I genuinely believe I can be one of the best and I'm going to hold that and, until I get there. Um, I agree with you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of things. I mean, for me personally, it's, it's a hard one because sometimes it's out of your control, but uh, the way the game is going, stats are, are a big thing. And, and I know... You know, for example, the tackling, the defending, the runs made, that may be high in stats, but I, I feel like I want to get numbers down as in goals and assists because I feel like once you've got that, you, you have to be seen, you know what I mean? Um, and that's something I want to I wanna focus on. And it is hard because sometimes you may um, slot it in for someone and they might miss, um, but it's just you finding the easiest way for someone to score. Um, I think... That's something I'm, I'm big on because, yeah, the way the game the game's going, stats are becoming a big part of it. So, And on a kind of completely different and, and slightly lighter note from that, obviously we've had a relatively big turnover of players, not huge, but relatively big this summer. Um, and in that, like a lot of the kind of leaders in the squad sort of depart and a few players come in and that sort of thing. I'm interested in your view. Obviously, you seem like one of the sort of really big characters in the squad, but like who are the leaders? Who are the sort of jokesters? Like what's the... Who are the standout characters in that dressing room, really? We have a very big personality change room. Even people you won't think they are. Like, um, it's hard for oh, me to Phil, think. Who? Yeah, who, 
you don't think you can't you can't leave it on that surely uncle surely Al, uncle albert has got to be one of the big biggest we've we've talked to him in the past but he's... <laughs> of course okay from a leader point of view um i'm gonna go for like vocal leaders because i believe in there's there's different type of leaders people who would do it on the pitch there's people who will show you how to do it there's people who will talk to you um but if we're going for like the talk to you leaders um you know just vocalizing stuff i'd say leon balligan has been a great addition for us um his experience is unmatched as you know um sometimes well I'll, i'll speak from a personal point of view so when i'm playing the game um and I'm just running up and down all the time. Sometimes you can have a, a lapse of concentration because you're just tired and you've just sprinted how long. Um, and it's always helpful when you just hear a voice, even if he's just talking rubbish, you know, I mean, you just hear a voice um, and that can almost like snap you straight back. Like, And that's one of the biggest things for me because I, I feel like I'm, I, I can do a lot of things but there's sometimes in the game where it's it's crucial and you just need that voice to just just keep you in the game and just be like, oh yeah, we're back. I know where I need to be, et cetera. And Leon's been absolutely amazing for that. I, I'll be real. Unks, um, we all know Unks and what he brings. Um, senior players, really, honestly, they've just all been top. The captain, Steph, as in leaders vocally, They've, they've been a big thing and obviously like I said there's other types of leaders but vocally top um okay so just a few more questions to go and I, th- I think everyone's been delighted with how well you've performed so far and it's great to see that and you mentioned it in the, your answer to the last question about sprinting up and down the wing and I think everyone's been sort of blown away by your pace so it does beg the question are you the quickest in the squad no doubt I think yeah that's that's never been a <laughs> that's something we don't need to talk about. I think everyone will know it as well. It's not something that has to be talked about because everyone knows, you know. <laughs> no one gets close then. Nah. <laughs> if anyone did get close, who is it? Or no one. <laughs> it is it's a struggle, isn't it? Tyler Roberts quite quick, isn't he? Tyler Roberts. Oh. I wouldn't say quick like me. Ooh, okay, okay. <laughs> uh, he's, he's, yeah, he's quick. Um, I just wouldn't think, like, I just can't say anyone's close, I'll be honest. Um, but yeah, now there's obviously we have a lot of players who are just crazy sharp, and within the five, 10 meters, they'll just, oof, and you think of what's just happened. Um, and I think that's, to be honest, it's football. So that's the most important for their jobs, isn't it? Just being able to just shift quickly and score a goal, shift quickly, weave through a few men. Um, but if we're talking top speed, um, but there's no <laughs> one compares. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like it, Ethan. Back yourself. Back yourself. Um, just for the last question, uh, speaking of backing yourself, look, um, you know, I'm sure every QPR fan won't mind me saying, I think it's pretty clear, you know, that your future in the game is probably going to be at a higher level than the championship if you stay fit and, you know, things keep going the way they have been. But um, obviously you're a right back. Uh, in this country at the moment for England, there seems to be like five, six, seven really good right backs all in and around your age. You know, obviously Rhys James, Trent. Um, 
you personally, you know, I personally think as, you know, as a talent with potential, you could be right up there with them. But is, is that competition something that you think about often or do you prefer just to kind of focus on your own game? I don't think about it at all, to be honest, because as long as I focus on my game, it will bring me to where I need to be. Um, so, yeah, people, obviously being at a big club, um, there's always big talks. I think more outer than inner about competition, et cetera, et cetera, even when you're younger. And I've just never like felt the pressure of it, to be honest, because it's just, I know where I want to be. I know what I need to do to get where I want to be. And that should be my only focus. Um, I think more of the competition thing comes from outer um, than inner. And it can be hard for players to um, deal with it um, because it's just like, you're being compared to someone and you almost think, oh, I need to do this to be better than them. But really and truly, if you just keep doing what got you there in the first place, you're going to be able to shine better than them. You know what I mean? So you just got to, you got to back yourself the, the whole way. And um, that's something I believe in completely. So I just focus on myself and see where it takes me. Okay. Uh, Ethan, thanks a lot for coming on uh, this morning and answering a few questions for us. We've really enjoyed it. Um, so yeah, uh, good luck for the rest of the season. Hopefully we'll see you keeping up the performances as, as per so far. So yeah, thanks a lot. Thank you, Thank you very much. You need, to organize it. you need to organise a foot race as well before the end of the season. We will see you. <laughs> Listen, there's no point, I'm telling you. There's no point. <laughs> Brilliant, guys. Cheers, yeah, thanks a lot. Cheers, Cheers, thank you. Thank you. Okay, so uh, we've just got off the call with Ethan. Uh, obviously, thank you very much to the club and to Ethan for letting him come on and uh, answer a few of our pithy little questions. So, But it was a really good interview, wasn't it? I really enjoyed it. Ethan seems like a top lad. Yeah, he's really good fun, really good sort of value for an interview. And um, yeah, obviously, like clearly backs himself in a, in a really, really good way. Like he's just full of confidence and you can kind of, massively see it coming through when he plays which is really really nice yeah um micah got any thoughts on it uh, no i was gonna say i think it's it was the mentality that stood out for me you know he's clearly a very easygoing guy seems like a really nice guy as well but i think um one thing that you could see is that he is very focused he does want to do as well as he can for qpr and um yeah i think he i think he's aware of how good he is and i think he's aware of how good he has to be if that makes sense so mm. um yeah, really, really great interview. Yeah, uh, I was, you know, I think that as the season goes on, there'll be a lot more comparisons to uh, that loan from Carl Walker. And obviously we didn't sort of, we don't have the insight into sort of what his attitude was at the time, but he obviously, you know, that's an example of, I guess, two things happening, wait, but a lot of time in between, but, you know, there's the sort of blueprint. I know it was only to Christmas for Walker, but like, you know, he could, if you work hard at this level, all of a sudden you could find yourself playing uh, Premier League football next season. Uh, Dan, anything that stood out for you from the interview? Any answers in particular? Um, maybe not answers in particular, but I just like the way he spoke. He, he speaks so well for a young player. Um, I mean, from, just from the answers, like we were, we were smiling throughout. It was, it was so positive to hear. And I mean, yeah, he's definitely gonna gonna have a great future ahead of him. And yeah, it was, it was some of the answers he gave were very pleasing. Yep, yeah, so uh, a very enjoyable interview. 
Uh, moving forward, we do have a game against Bristol City this coming weekend as the international break, um, I guess, deteriorates and stops. Uh, if you're an England fan, you'd be very happy that that's happening. If you're a Scotland fan, however, it's been a bit, a bit more enjoyable. Uh, so, yeah, nice to see Lyndon Dykes come up with two goals and move us top of the division as things stand. Um, moving forward to Bristol City, are we looking forward to this game? Have, have you all been missing your daily dose of, or not daily really, but your sort of Tuesday, Saturday dose of QPR and Mick Bills football? Yes. Uh, no, nah, not, for, not for me. Not for me. I've watched enough QPR on the international break. So, nah. Yeah, uh, Dan's been hard at work doing some uh, work for one of the... Sorry, that wasn't, that wasn't a forced plug. That wasn't a forced plug. It was just a... Yeah, you still got it in. So, it's you know, it's turned into one. Quite bad in there. So, you know, like, whatever. It, it, it happened. Dan it has written an article recently for uh, Law for Words, so do, do go and check that out if you so wish. Um, but pulling the focus back towards the game at the weekend, Dan, um, what what can we expect from Bristol City? Um, I mean, they're, they're, they're a team in form, aren't they? Um, I think in the table, they're, 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 they're definitely up there in terms of the playoff places. Um Obviously, they had bit quite a bit of a, a rebuild over the last year or so. I think it's fair to say um, they brought in some good players, like some Karen A. Smith, I think Mark Sykes from from Oxford. Um, so they've kind of got a blend of youth and experience inside, um, and I, I, I imagine they're going to be they're going to be a hard team to beat with the with the form they're kind of on at the minute. Yeah, uh, we do have uh, Micah here who. I, I, I don't know, knows a lot about Bristol City, hears a lot about Bristol City is probably the right thing to say. Awful lot, unfortunately. <laughs> um, yeah, no, um, they're, they're, in, they're in a bit of a, a, a funny spell with Nigel Pearson. I think a lot of their fans thought by now it would have kind of clicked um, and they kind of would have turned into a Nigel Pearson side, as we've come to know, like Leicester. Um not not quite happened yet. They, they, they had a bit of a bumpy start to the season. Um, there's a lot of talent in that squad, obviously. We all know about Naki Wells. Obviously, Andy Wyman scores goals for fun at this level. Um, the one I keep getting told about is uh, Alex Scott, not to be confused with the very attractive um, BBC pundit. Um, this this is an 18-year-old um, year old young man who um, very good player. Um, they're all laughing at me. Um, <laughs> Alex has literally got his head in his hands just for the listeners. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the benefit of the tape. Has. Yeah. Um, no, Alex, yeah, he's he's a very good young player, tough tackler, um, very big future in the game. He's only 18. Uh, so the battle between him and Willock and Orchair will be very interesting. Um. Ben, uh, Micah mentioned their former QPR player, Naki Wells, five goals, uh, four assists in 11 appearances. He seems to be, it's always been a weird one with him at Bristol City, isn't it? Because they signed him, uh, not off us, but when he was on loan at us. Uh, and, you know, like he's, it's never quite gone perfectly well for him in this sort of late stage of his career perhaps not as well as he would like but he seems to have found some form this season um, which has probably put to bed the endless conversation of whether he should come back to us but you know he's broken our heart once last season hasn't he so you know are you expecting him to do it again 
Yeah, probably. Um, he does seem to be one of those players that comes back to haunt us. I mean, I remember the first game after, because you remember it was he got recalled by Burnley, bought by Bristol City, and then I think his debut was against us at Loftus Road. We lost 1-0. He had very little to do with it, but he came on and absolutely lamped to Berriese just immediately. Um, and since then has haunted us. No, I like, wish him all the best. And the only thing I can hope is that we tend to do favours to players who aren't in form. Um, so maybe he's doing so well that he might be nice and uh, give us a break. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it didn't didn't happen last season, did it? <laughs> I think that get that home match against Bristol City last year was possibly um, one of the most heartbreaking moments I've ever experienced as a QPR fan, and it, that's not to sort of like really go over the top there. That really that we should have absolutely battered in that game, and of course it is Naki Wells to come on and score the winner for them. So you know. Um, I will say, in fairness, in the reverse fixture, we were absolutely awful and and won it in the last minute. So I feel like it probably evened itself out in the end. Am I get was that a Johan Johan Barbe last minute volley? Yeah, last yeah. minute. Header. Oh header. Yeah. I'm getting, getting confused with the lockdown game, I think. As we well. played with ten men for half of the second half and were better than us. It was actually the one of the greatest smash and grabs I've ever seen in life. I'll be honest. It was amazing. Uh, so just to round off this little segment on Bristol City, we got, I'm going to ask you uh, for something that I haven't actually done this season because last year we kept on getting it wrong so many times. But because we've got so little time, we haven't got anything else to go into. Can I have your predictions, please, for this Saturday's game against Bristol City? Starting with Micah, ending with Dan. Oh, God, uh, I'm going to say... Do you know what? I'm going to be optimistic. I'm going to say 2-1 QPR. Ben, going to go three-one. We'll open the scoring with Willock. We'll get an equal. They'll get an equaliser. Two-one, and then Dykes off the bench to settle it and make it three-one. There's three someone one. has thought through what's going to happen. Uh, Dan, two-nil win for me. Two-nil win. Okay, uh, I'm going to say one-nil. One-nil, and I'm not going to specify who to. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, yeah, I, I think we'll. I think we'll win. A bit of rest as Ethan was talking about in our interview with him earlier on, should do the lads good. So thank you very much for listening uh, to this uh, special episode of Our Generation. And we'll be back with more regular content uh, as the football sort of resumes in the march towards the World Cup. As we've already mentioned, uh, Dan has got a piece out at the moment on Loft for Words. So please go and look at that. Ben is well we'll be writing uh, a write-up of our interview with Ethan as well so if you want to go and give that a read please do that will be on the Our Generation Net Twitter page and on our website uh, so yeah there's nothing else really to plug at this point in time so thank you very much for listening it's been another episode of Our Generation on Air and until next time come on you arts. <laughs>